On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Hey, hey, everybody. We are wrapping up the year with a second shot sit down from somebody who I think is just going to, you know, I guess bring the inspiration, but also bring a sense of peace as we go into the new year. She's somebody who has really revolutionized her own career and then revolutionized a lot of other people's careers as well. So we're, we're talking about mindset and we're talking about what life is going to look like uh, moving into the next year. Her name is Liz Benny. She is called the Queen of Kapow, also the, the CEO and, and founder of Kapow. We're going to get into what that is, but essentially she is somebody who is a leading strategist for entrepreneurs and business owners looking for happiness. Is happiness elusive or what? So we're going to get into that. She is a self-made multimillionaire and pioneer in the digital space. So having tons of success, Liz says she knows that it can come with a lot of stress. So what she's doing now is she's flipping the script on this. She's teaching people how to make millions without costing them what matters most. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Hello, Liz Benny, good to see you. Hey, 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 I'm so excited to be here. So first of all, let's talk about what is Kapow, since you are oh the queen gosh, of okay. it. So I've got to be honest with you. Kapow was just a word that started to come to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, and I kept start. I, I was saying Kapow left, right and center all over the place. And I was like, my gosh, this Kapow word literally feels good when I say it. It was like this happiness was being exuded out of me when I was saying it. And then I just suddenly became the queen of Kapow in my industry. And I was like, well, this is fun. And then people started to ask me the exact question that you actually just asked me. And I was like, dang, I better work this one out. <laughs> so I actually um, spent an entire weekend just sitting and going, well, you know, if this did actually mean something more than just like happiness flowing out of me, what would it specifically mean? And I turned it into connection. And I know that connection starts with a C. So That's sometimes okay. in life to get what we want, we have to break a societal like belief. Yes, we'll roll right? with it. So, yeah, totally. So connection, authenticity, purpose, ownership, and wealth. And what I mean by ownership, because some people are like, what do you mean by ownership? Like I own my house. Ownership quite literally means taking ownership for the things that we've got to do to get the life that we are after. Okay, Liz, let's take it way back. By the way, she's joining us from New Zealand. So, um, so we're just, we, we aligned with like the time zones and, and with the, you know, internet connections and everything like that to be able to have you here. Let's rewind way back. Where did you grow up? And when you were growing up, what did you think you would be doing for a career? Oh my gosh, I love this question. So I'm a farm girl from like nearly Antarctica, or as the Americans like to say, Antarctica. I, that's how I think you guys say that it. That is how we say it. <laughs> uh-huh. I used to live in America, so I, I love, I absolutely love America. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm a farm girl from down at the bottom of New Zealand, which is very close to Antarctica. And, um, you know, when I, was a, when I was a little kid, I just knew that I was an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted to do, like, something really big in the world, not just be you know, like 
you know, not just step into what everybody else seemed to be doing, not just step into the system. And I, I felt like I had a calling. So for example, I remember one of my jobs as a kid was mowing the uh, mowing the weeds between the rows of roses. So my dad was an international rose breeder as well as being a farmer. And as I was ro- like mowing the, the rows of weeds between, I, like I, the weeds got stuck underneath the lawnmower. I was like, oh, dang it. So I needed to turn it off, of course. So I, you know, cause I needed to get it clear. And then all of a sudden I like, I was like holding all of this green sludge going, oh, what could I make with this? And I was like, oh my gosh, I could like make a face product. And then I thought of the mask, the movie, and I was like, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> and so then what did you do with it? Well, I didn't do much with that idea, but I always knew that I was an entrepreneur. And uh, so I actually did the traditional thing of like going to university. I have an undergrad degree in uh, social psychology and I've got a master's degree with distinction where I study positive psychology as well. So like I, I went through the university system, but I never was really kind of right for me. And I, it got me a great job. But, you know, I, I eventually I was like, I need to step out into the world and do something even bigger. So I, um, I started my entrepreneurial journey journey around, well, back very, very, very long ago, like I was doing the entrepreneur thing when I was a kid, but more recently, it was probably like the last 15 to 18 years where I really stepped out into the world and started to create some success. And it's, it's, I really enjoy being an entrepreneur and helping other people, you know, doing and do incredible things with their businesses. And would it be safe to say that your entrepreneurial business is online marketing, teaching people how to well, sell things online? Is that accurate or, or tell us what you do? Well, that's amazing. Okay, so my first one, my, my first real business that, that took off was I was in social media marketing. So I was helping local businesses get their products and services out there online and find foot traffic and engage with people online so would, they would come um, they would come into their brick and mortar stores. So that's where it really, really, really started to take off for me. And then I did, yes, move into the digital marketing space and I packaged up a lot of my intellectual property and that's where I really started to find success in the world in a double meaning of success number one yes financially and that was that was phenomenal and I created some some roaring success there but what was more important to me is that I was able to impact lives around the world with some simple teachings that I sold you know through the internet and I started to develop this online presence this online community of people that were learning from me and I was engaging with and I was helping and inspiring and what I found was that I could teach them cool strategies and systems, and that was cool. But what was even more important was for them to feel connected to someone who was uplifting and inspiring and who helped them believe that they could do it too. So is it is it accurate to say, I mean, is am I understanding correctly what you do is sell courses online that help people to market their own businesses, like help them to help them? Well, that's an amazing question. So this is part of the transition that I've actually been through. So yes, in a lot of regards, that's where I was like a couple of years ago, but I'm actually transitioning out of that and helping people more uh, more from a happiness standpoint. So yes, I can help anyone build incredible, amazing businesses online, online marketing courses, uh, you know, uh, group coaching programs. I've helped people make millions and millions of dollars with creating um, online businesses. And now I'm moving more into the consulting space, more into the happiness space, because what I find is that a lot of people actually reach the pinnacle of becoming a millionaire or making millions, and then they realize that it didn't actually get them 
what they wanted in the long run. They wanted happiness. And they thought, because society told them so, they thought that money was going to make them happy. And we, you know, and it's funny, Liz, because everybody, everybody on from every spectrum, it's like the the super wealthy are telling the other people who aren't, this isn't going to make you happy. But then the people who aren't are saying, but still, I think that looks really fun. So still, I'm going to work toward that. And there's some sort of disconnect in between. So it sounds like you're doing your business. It's successful by like a, a materialistic term, but then you found a need like, wow, there's a need to fill because now all of a sudden these people are getting their goal, but still not fulfilled. So what was the whole, what was like the commonality that you were recognizing from people when they, they reached what they thought would make them happy? It's so funny. So um, I I fully believe that making money is amazing. And I would never say to someone that there's a cap on making money. And, you know, those people that say, you know, money doesn't bring you happiness, really and truly, um, I do believe that they probably haven't given away enough money, right? So I just want to say that, like giving money away just is absolutely incredible. What I mean um, in terms of money doesn't buy you happiness is that buying a car, buying a house, those things don't actually bring you necessarily happiness and I think people chase what society tells them is going to get them you know happiness that's what I wanted to say there so I am not in any way shape or form gonna poo-poo the idea of um, making money and all that sort of stuff because making money is amazing it really gives us choices it gives us the ability to serve at a higher level it gives us the ability to you know um, contribute give back to those that that matter most to us but what I have found is that a lot of people who I guess went about it the, the wrong way, they've hustled their way to the top. They have, they've gone the hard way. They've gone the, the masculine, they've gone the, and there's nothing wrong with bringing masculine energy into a business. But when you become over like fight, 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 hustle, 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 it becomes this thing where you are on the perpetual grind mm -hmm. and you wanted to get out of the grind, but you've found yourself in another grind. And um, I think a lot of miserable millionaires get to the point where they're like, what am I, I, well, I don't even understand what I'm doing anymore. Why am I doing this? I just want to have fun. Now that exact phrase, I just want to have fun, is something that I've heard over and over and over again by these people who are actually already millionaires, right? So by societal standards, you know, they've, they've made it, but yet they're just wanting to have fun mm -hmm. now. And that's what I love helping people do. Okay, so for the people who are looking for the fun, who maybe identify with that and say, yeah, you know, I've been doing the grind, I've been doing the hustle, I need to care for my family. I mean, people have, you know, it's it's the whole thing, right? There's a reason why you go to work. For some people, you know, they have like a, a burning desire. For other people, it's like, gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the family. So in both, both instances, fun and happiness is going to be a desired outcome. What's step one? in finding some of that happiness in the midst of, you know, working towards your goals? Look, I love that question. I really, really do. So what I will say is this, when I had not too many dimes to rub together, and I'm translating for the Americans here because we don't have dimes here in New Zealand. Actually, <laughs> thank I have, you, I have thank dimes. Thank you, Liz, for speaking to your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Americans, can you tell? So when I didn't have much to, to rub together, I honestly, I think that for me, it was really like, well, what do I have? What do I have that I can have fun with? And, you know, like I would just find fun all over the place. I would honestly, I, don't, I, I think people a lot of the time feel that, 
you know they need to spend money in order to feel a certain way and uh, what I found is that finding the fun in the little things and actually enjoying the journey and I gosh I know I absolutely know if, if one more person when I didn't have much money said to me oh you need to enjoy the journey it's not all about the destination I'll be like stop it you have no idea <laughs> So I really do 100% understand that a lot of the time it's, um, you know, sometimes uh, you don't want to hear certain things. What I will say is that um, I am just as happy now as I was when I had far less financially than I do now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope it does. It, it does. And, and how did you get And it there? was a matter of like, like I literally, or as you guys say, literally, and I mean this in the literal sense, I, I still walk up mountains. I still eat ramen noodles, even though they're probably not the best thing in the world. Like, you know, ram, like I actually coach my clients and say, you know what, millionaires eat ramen too, right? It doesn't have to be the status down thing. Millionaires eat ramen too. Like, and you know, I still have some of my, my old clothes from back then. Like it, it really doesn't matter because I think really and truly happiness, we have to understand that happiness is about how we are viewing the world, period. And uh, really stepping into our truth as much as humanly possible. That's why authenticity is part of the Kapow, um, of what I made Kapow mean and purpose, by the way. So to your point, as we're walking that journey, yes, there are various needs that we need to meet along the way. If you can't pay your bills, Money is very, very, very important. And I will never poo-poo that. I've been through that situation of like, you know what? I need to pay the bills, period. That's it. We can though have fun along the journey. And the um, and what I mean by that is that it is so much easier to create from the standpoint of how can I make this fun? 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 And that is a question that I ask myself all the time. How do I want to feel? I want to feel excited. I want to have fun. Okay, cool. Well, how can, oh, oh, just with that one question, I get to have more fun because my brain naturally looks to create fun in what I'm doing. How can I have more fun? So, so would the message be to somebody who's feeling like they're in the middle of the grind, to stop looking at maybe their year-end goals, their year-end bonuses, and think about how they can have more fun. You know what, um, I'm not here to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't do, okay? Because that's kind of a massive judgment. So what I wanna say though, is that we actually have the ability to focus our attention on things that lift us up or pull us down. So what I would say is that just be attuned to how you're feeling, right? Is it is looking at your year-end bonus? Is it is it making you go, holy crap, this is amazing. This is gonna be so much fun. This is gonna be cool. Or is it making you go, arr, 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 mm. right? Big difference between the two. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. So, okay, shifting the energy around that. How can business owners succeed in both finances and in personal life? So often we see people who do, do really well in one or the other, and mm -hmm. um, it seems a bit elusive to find both. I absolutely love this topic because uh, I have seen a lot of people suddenly make it in money and then become divorced, become depressed, become dull, become disheartened. And it's like they're in this constant battle of not being able to manage that, right? So we see a lot of people out there super rich and maybe a little bit unhappier, more unhappy than they wanna be. And the opposite is true as well, right? 
So what I want to say here is that number one, if you are with a significant other, okay, this is really important. There is one word above all that needs to be, that, that everyone here needs to be mindful of and it's communication. It's communication, that's it. Communication, communication, communication. Because when you have your, you know, your personal life, your, your business results are directly proportionate to how your happiness is in your marriage, in, in your home, right? Because you can only go so long, you know, focusing over here. When you've got a beautiful, flowing, love-filled relationship that is, you know, mutually beneficial and where there is communication, right? Mm -hmm. Where the cup runneth over, you are you and your significant other is them and the cup runneth over into your relationship. It is so rich and you get to be you, your partner gets to be them. So what I will say is that there is like communication is the most important uh, communication systems, communication tools is the most important strategy in order to be able to have it all. Have it all. I know it's like, is that even even a thing? I know that you say there's a new, there's going to be this new type of elite entrepreneur for the new year. And we've been touching on it, but who is that person? What's the, what's the, who's the new elite entrepreneur in your words? Oh my gosh, look, I love this. Now, what I will say is that we've been through a little bit in the world over the last couple of days, actually the last couple of years. Let's be really, really honest. And I think through this, where we've been forced to change, it's allowed us as entrepreneurs, as business people, as humans, to be able to look at things and go, what do we actually want? Does this like, oh wait, the way it was doesn't have to be the way it is. Now there's people still fighting, you know, the change and all that sort of stuff. I tend to go, well, you know what? Like the world is changing. The only constant really is change. How can I move with this in a way that is in alignment with me and my higher vision, my higher purpose, what makes me happy, what makes me feel fulfilled? And the incredible thing here is that there are a lot of people stepping into their truth at the moment. There are a lot of people going, you know what? I don't want to do things the way that I used to do things. And I really do believe that life is so short. I just heard from somebody, one of my clients yesterday, that his best friend just passed away. Mm. 51, gone, gone. And this person was, you know, physically fit, healthy, and then just mm. gone. So life really is short and i think that we uh, we've been trained from a societal perspective in old ways of thinking that used to work 50 60 70 years ago they don't work now and the the beauty of what is happening in the world is it is allowing us to look at things differently and from that standpoint we really do get to choose and go you know what like what if the rest of my life could feel freaking amazing what if i could have fun what if I could do something that really lit me up? And people, I, uh, I'm i seeing it left, right, and center, even through Facebook ads and through Instagram ads, I'm seeing people light up, light up, light up. And it is amazing. So the new quote-unquote elite entrepreneur are those people that are really stepping up into their truth. And they're going, you know what? I want to still make millions and millions of dollars, but not at the cost of the things that matter to me anymore. 
Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I mean, it makes it makes sense. I, I just don't think see that we see a lot of people doing that in practice, right? So there's not a lot of examples of that. And I, I think there's a certain generation where, you know, the goal was to have fun until you start working, then work for however many decades, then, you know, maybe get, get lucky and retire early, then enjoy your life. But what you're talking about, Liz, is enjoying, <laughs> enjoying the work years as well. So can you, I, I wanna hear like an example. We're talking about sort of like these big, uh, abstract concepts and I want to take it more specific and we can use your schedule for example or maybe one of your clients schedules but but what would a schedule be like for somebody who is enjoying their work you know being generous doing well you know and 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 all of these things I love this okay so prime example here is I have an amazing client and he's actually in America and uh, he's already a millionaire before we started working together. And he was busy thinking of himself as poor and unsuccessful, right? Poor and unsuccessful. And I'm like, dude, wow, okay. Now he came to me for some help to build out this uh, this amazing thing and, and he's crushing, he's, he's doing some great things. What I will say to you is that around three to six months ago, we had a conversation and I was like, and uh, it was one of those conversations that would probably be a come to Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. It's like, and, he, and I said, like, what do, do you want to do? they say that in New Zealand too? <laughs> we, yeah, yes. we do, we do. Yeah, we totally do. And, um, and, you know, I knew that from a financial standpoint, he was safe, he was solid. He had more money stacked away than your average person. Yet his mind was telling himself that he was unsuccessful, he was broken, he was poor. Now that's some serious conditioning there. And why was okay. that? Why was, he, why was he experiencing that? Is it just in comparison to his friends or comparison to where he wanted to be? It was comparing, uh, very good question. So comparison is a massive killer of happiness, okay? Of and it was in comparison to what he thought he should have achieved by that certain period of life. And oh. he was busy shaming himself left, right, and center, period. But still, he was a head, but, but, but for him, he was absolutely behind. I said to him, dude, hold the phone. What do you want? He goes, I just wanna have fun. I'm like, awesome let's do that so what we did over the next week or two was really look at what he ultimately wants to achieve as a human how does he want his life to play out how does he want it to feel who does he want to be connected with how does he want to play on a daily basis and we set out a blueprint for him in his life that he gets to live by and those are his rules for life and little by little by little, you should see him. Like he's he's lighting up left, right, and center. It's absolutely beautiful to watch him come to life. Now, here's what I will tell you, is that prior to us having that big come to Jesus conversation, he actually wasn't making money in the line of business that we were working on. Then we worked on how he was framing his life, his blueprint, how he actually wants to show up as a husband, as a dad, as a business person, as a person that is a badass. He was like, you know what? I want to be a badass. And I'm like, cool, let's be a badass. Like, that's absolutely fine. And I will let you know right now that just by changing some core key internal drivers for him, everything has shifted. His business has taken off and he is happy, he is fulfilled, he is calm, and he is 
excited about where he's going in life. So if somebody wanted to do this, I know obviously they can they can reach out to you, but let's give kind of some examples of what that blueprint would look like. What would be some of the like life rules somebody might set forth for themselves to try to get started on this path? I love it. Okay, so first things first, you've got to work out what what matters to you. What are your values? Like what actually matters to you? Because it's not what society tells you, you know, the Maybelline ad is going to tell you what you need to put on your face in order to be beautiful, for example. Um, so life, you don't have to live by other people's rules. You get to live by your rules. So the first thing I would say is be really mindful that life is short and you get to live by your rules period. That's the first belief that I want to really and truly help you. Now, of course, we have law and we have all those things that, that make sure that we are, are not unruly and, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm not saying go out there and break the law and all that sort of stuff. That's definitely not what <laughs> Don't I'm Don't worry, Liz. We won't blame you. Yeah. I'm like, uh-oh, we need to be careful here. So the first thing that I would say here is massively be mindful of what matters most to you as a person. Okay. What lights you up as a person, live by your values and commit to living by your values. See, for some people, faith might be super important for other people. Money can be super important or wealth can be super important or health and happiness. And by, by understanding what matters most to you, you get to really start to, you know, be honest with yourself. And that's one thing that I will say here is like, it's time to be honest. If you want life to be different and feel different, it starts with some radical honesty with yourself. That's interesting, Liz, and it made me think of couples because it can happen, I think, in certain instances where a couple gets together and one one person might have this high value of faith and another person might have high value of monetary wealth and they get together and then you start working towards things and then inevitably, if, if then they sort of become so enmeshed that then you're working towards one of those people's goals and then other, somebody else is feeling like, wait, why am I not happy? Have you seen that happen where you where, where couples sort of become intertwined and, and forget what what actually they were after? 100%. And this is like, I, I'm not a marriage counselor by any stretch of the imagination. I've got lots of friends <laughs> who, who, who help people in the relationship space and it is absolutely amazing. But really and truly, I think that in, in a marriage, in a partnership, you actually need to be super duper mindful of it, the fact that there are two people in the marriage and you know, if, if some of your top values are out as in like the opposite of each other, that can cause some, some tension of course. And, um, but, but as long as you've got a number of your top values being in alignment, I see a lot of peace when you as a couple are walking towards similar top values. Like, are we in alignment here? Yes. Is this important? Yes. Great. Cool. Well, you can do the faith thing. That's cool. Maybe it's not for me. Right. And as long as there is massive respect for the other person requiring that as part of their top values, there's, there's not really an issue. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I just think it's a good thing for couples to sit and think about, like, oh, did I all of a sudden mm -hmm. fall into whatever their goal was and that was never even my goal to begin with? And maybe even though, oh, wow, all of a sudden I find myself wealthy, but that I never cared about that and I'm unhappy, <laughs> you know, or, or things like that. I want to talk about, I, I had a note in here to ask you about this and I don't want the time to slip away before I do. You say the, the fastest path to peaceful profits is through simplicity and staying in your lane. What do you mean by that? Oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Now, we see a lot online, right? There is uh, online programs. You can do this. You can do, uh, there are so many things that you can do to quote unquote, make money. 
and that's fine. But if you're going to go out there and do Amazon FBA and I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to have a course and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have this and I'm going to do this, I'm also going to have a brick and mortar store. I'm also going to be a florist. I really would love to be a hairdresser as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, Liz, are you in my head? <laughs> <laughs> I've been at a lot of people's heads, literally, as, as, a, as a coach and as a consultant. One of the things that, that I, uh, one of my dear clients, um, I remember helping her reach her first million dollars. And she's like, okay, cool, what's next? And I'm like, do you love what you're doing? Yes. Do you love who you're serving? Yes. I said, do more of that. Oh, but she kind of felt like, okay, I hit it here. Now I need to make a movie or write a book or like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, as long as, as long as, well, for, for her, actually writing a book was part of her strategy. So that was actually perfect because the book was about serving those people. And I think as entrepreneurs, what we tend to do, and as certainly creative entrepreneurs, what we do sometimes is, uh, is we go, hmm, I'm bored. What totally. else can I build? What can I do to make sure that I am entertained? Well, one of the worst things to do is to start something else up because this thing over here will die. And I've done it myself. Like I literally, when I was, when I was on the way up and it was great, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm helping people. I'm making money. This is cool. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, if I can do it here, I can do it here. So I started to do it in a different industry as well. And I, and this one here started to drop. I'm like, oh. So one of the biggest things that I say, when I, when I say stay in your lane, I'm not saying don't have multiple streams of income. What I'm saying here is that focus on what you are the best in the world at. Focus, and if you don't know, that's, that's okay. Focus on something that makes you feel happy, that drives you, that inspires you, that you want to get up in the morning and do. And it, you will just see that life starts to change. Now do that more and then do that more and then find a different avenue to be able to do that more. Maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a book, maybe it's something, but stay there. And if you're like, oh, you know what? I'm starting to make money here. That's amazing. Take that money, offset it, put it into investments, all that sort of stuff, but stay in your lane because what we typically do, we've got so many things vying for our attention, left, right, and center. Like if you look at how busy the world is right now, the worst thing that we can do is create more clutter and more complexity in our world because the world is already pretty complex. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, it is. I want to talk about the happiness factor as it relates to work because like when you think about and I, and I think that this evolves, I don't know, with, with each generation, sort of the idea of work and what you should get from work and what you deserve, what you earn, all of those different things have changed. The definitions have changed so many times. So um, I feel like, you know, when we were coming up through school, it, there really was this messaging about do what you love or like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And then all of a sudden, I, I think that some people found themselves really unhappy thinking, well, shoot, this is work. This is hard. I thought I was doing what I love, but now I still have to do invoices and I hate making invoices or I still have to charge people and I don't want to chase people down for money, those sorts of things. How do you balance that mindset of, you know, doing what you love and then realizing like, oh, I still have to get up and go to work every day um, or, or I'm not at that position yet where I do love it. Is it finding those little pockets of happiness and making it fun or, you know, what is it? How do we sort of uh, find a position that makes sense? Look, I absolutely love this question because we're all on a pathway to, to well, we're all on the pathway to death. So let's be very honest about that. That's, <laughs> yes. that's one thing. Oh, they do that in New Zealand too. It's that same path. 
<laughs> Darn it. Yeah, we're not the lucky few down here. <laughs> but what I will say is that we're all on this pathway. Why not have fun on the journey? Invoices, why not make invoices fun? Why not make everything fun? But what I will say too is this, the people who made it to a million dollars, as an example, or made it to you know $50,000, or it really doesn't matter. But we need to understand that we are becoming different people as we go through life. And sometimes it's an attachment to an old version of us that actually holds us back in our unhappiness because we're still doing the things that, you know, we've actually transitioned through. We don't need to do our own invoices anymore, as an example. Uh And the people who are the happiest are the people who are most okay with change. They're the people that go, you know what, that's not for me anymore. I'm going to hire someone over here. I'm going to learn a new skill, which is hiring. Because as you're growing things up, as you're becoming more of you, as you're getting out there in the world a lot more, you know, you actually need more help to be able to help you become even more of you. And sometimes it's just a matter of learning those key skills as we go through. Okay, so you don't want to do invoices for the rest of your life. Don't hire someone to do that and create the identity in your mind of, you know what, like I am on my way. Like I'm a great hirer. I find help to help me become more of me. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. To help me become more of me. That is that is a perfect way to wrap it up, Liz. I think this is just such important messaging here towards the end of the year where things can be so chaotic and so overwhelming. And even for people who aren't in the working world, I think that your messaging is beautiful. It's a really, you know, it's a really nice thing to be able to think about, about just finding delight in simple things, whether you're, you know, at the grocery store or shoveling snow or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. I know that you have a free masterclass. Can you give us just a couple details about what that is and where people can find it? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so for those of you that are sitting there right now going, dang, like this lady is full of energy. By the way, if you ever see me shoveling snow, it will be the most fun experience ever. Like (laughs) I will will find fun in anything. I'm just an absolute kid at heart. So for for those of you that are sitting there going, dang, how do I get more of her? Uh, Go through to capelfreedom.com and that will give you access to the free masterclass. That is the bonus here. And that is amazing, amazing, amazing. It really and truly is about helping people make sure that they are building a life. And for those of you that aren't entrepreneurs, it's absolutely cool. You will find amazing inspiration in that as well. It's about helping build a life with your finances, with your family, with your faith, with your friends, to create a feeling of freedom for you, irrespective of whether you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, or you just want to have a sense of freedom yourself. You'll find some truth in that masterclass. I'm feeling the kapow. Liz Benny, thank you. You're delightful. I'm so glad that we got to the, the time just sincerely flew by. So thank you so much. I have loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, you guys, here's the deal. We'll link up her website on the podcast as well. You know, you can see these episodes every Thursday on CW33 if you're in Dallas or CW33.com. And as always, the full library of podcasts you can find by searching Second Shot Podcast on any podcast platform. Thank you so much for your time and we'll talk to you soon.